Good evening and welcome to 3AM Thoughts. I'm your host, Riley Bird. If you're new, follow links.birdflock.com for all your notifications. That's l-i-n-k-s dot b-y-r-d f-l-o-c-k dot com. If you're already in the Bird Flock cult, make sure to spread the word and leave a five-star review wherever you listen. All right, let's get to it. Something I've been thinking about this week is my tendency towards aggression. In recent trips to retail shops, I've been thinking to myself that I could easily fully serve myself. And no, I don't mean the way you might be thinking, you dirty birds. Although, this studio is multi-purpose. Namely, I find that every step of the retail process I can accomplish with ease. The picking, the skewing, the register. Having to wait on someone who performs a task less capable than myself drives me nuts. And I found myself weighing the options of just bagging my own items and hopping behind the register to finish the sale as there were no employees to be found. I did none of this and instead waited and coached each employee on a task that I have both the knowledge and skill to do myself without incident or injury. The only reason for not doing so is purely societal. I thought about the primal urges in nature being subverted for the trade-off of community. Nature doesn't only reward the bold or the capable. In some cases, concession is necessary for survival. So for now, we'll talk about that. Until such time as I am banned from the stores for taking liberties with crickets. We've talked before about me being a fan of the mink man, but an interesting point he made on raising mink for hunting rodents is that it takes confidence as well as capability to be a good hunting mink. This means that even though a mink well large enough and strong enough will fail if they aren't confident in their approach, whereas a smaller mink that is confident, will submit its prey message. Squirrel, are you kidding me right now? This cat is being an absolute nightmare tonight. It is four o'clock in the morning. She refuses to go to bed, and she's little enough to hide under every piece of furniture that I own. She is my nightmare. And now I put this menace to bed. One moment. All right, where were we? Being a petite woman, I've heard time and time again men that quake in their boots over a female that they could easily escape or overpower. Now that could be the societal expectation for reciprocity of violence to be harshly punished. 
But I'm speaking more on the whipped men, the men that cow to a woman who has neither earned her leadership title nor proven experience in what she's speaking on. If another person, regardless of gender, has more expertise on a given subject, then it's in your best interest to learn from them. But your girlfriend having you treat her like a queen when she has not built a kingdom is to what I am referring. Are the rules different for men? I think you already know that that's the case. Men are judged by their ability and effectiveness to lead and their ability to gather resources. And if you want equality, be a crocodile. Although, that also comes with equal opportunity cannibalism. So, again, why are these women commanding their men? It's the confidence in their actions. The old reference of minks to women appears to be aptly coined. Being that I'm aggressive, what happens when I meet another aggro? When two hawks meet, they both lose. So the hawk-dove theory proposes a second option, dove, or agreeable behavior. Although, if a dove meets a hawk, the dove loses, as the hawk wins out of aggression alone. And I'm sure you can surmise what happens to the actual dove in a more wild scenario. This is also an analogy for working together, as both parties need to choose cooperation rather than domination to benefit the group. Dove-dove interactions don't result in the chaos of hawk-hawk interactions because of the mutual respect of concession. You're both conceding power and working together. Hawk-hawk interactions cannot make this concession, so no one wins. Let me put it this way. When two aggro people meet, think world star. Lots of shouting, fighting, very little gets done, and lots of energy is spent. When two agreeable, passive people meet, they might concede space to pass each other or otherwise minorly assist each other, still expending energy, but to much less waste. When a mix of the two occurs, the dove becomes beholden to the hawk. This could be a comment on the persistence of victim culture being that people aren't utilizing their inner hawk. You can interchange these situations as they dictate. That's the beauty of hawk dove. You needn't only be one. It's interesting to me to see the shift of people who were obsessive about raising the minimum wage now turning on the very quote-unquote heroes that they were championing not so long ago. This is another example of how the dynamic of hawk and dove behavior can change with resource scarcity. We can all be doves when resources are plentiful, but in the winter, hawks feast on doves. Again, this dynamic is interchangeable with basically every predator dynamic, so you can sub in Link's hair if you so choose, but that dynamic is usually associated with the lag effect, which we'll probably cover in another episode. A recent trip to the store, and both the cashier and the bag boy 
are happily chatting together with a customer that I presume that they knew. When in reality, they did not know this customer and their incessant chattering was leading to an ever-growing line of people waiting to buy their items. And I happened to be being picked up by a friend at this store. So I'm grabbing some sushi. Y'all, I was in this line for 15 minutes and the guy in front of me had six items. I don't know why it took that long, but I suspect it was this conversation. And they had been going well before I stepped into line, which is why I thought, oh my God, like these three know each other. Like, you know, get to know, get into your conversation, whatever. Well, it's finally my turn. And I had a box of sushi and two bags of snacks. Then they start another diatribe about sushi. And me trying to be cordial, and you know I love to chat, I try and tell them a fact about sushi, which you'll learn a little bit later. Then they cut me off to have their own conversation, which led to my three items taking way longer to bag than necessary. And I guess my point with the story is that some people should make less. Society without order cannot function as a society. If, for example, a tiger is no longer enthused with your company, you can expect to be justifiably paw-swiped. And now, I'm not advocating that you go around bitch-slapping people that irritate you, but I am saying that nature already has solutions to conflict hardwired into your DNA. The only difference is that modern problems require modern solutions. Although, I advocate for society to regress to more savagery as I think it would rebalance into a more polite society. Getting rid of dueling and an honor code has given rise to social anxiety. Because it's not always that you don't know how to interact in a group. It's that society has deemed that interaction to be inappropriate and your body is reacting negatively to being suppressed. Male-dominated spheres tend to experience far less of this as for the most part, men can still dual to reevaluate their group dynamics. I'm sure we've seen plenty of examples of that on the internet. But before we go out there with all this righteous indignation, as, you know, people that follow me are probably want to do, just remember, set your house in order before taking on the concerns of the world. If you cannot go to the store and conduct yourself properly, you probably shouldn't be telling other people how to conduct themselves at the store properly. So... Keep that in mind. And if you're feeling down on yourself and you're like, oh, you know, well, I've been, you know, a real piece of shit, like compared to other people, just also remind yourself to judge yourself by who you were yesterday and not someone who, it, Jesus, I don't know why I put these like inspirational quotes in the middle here. I tend to have this like, really fast flow in here and I had like an empty space in my notes and I was like, you know what? I'm going to put something inspirational here. I'm going to really give the fans something that they can like 
really appreciate. But what I really want to talk about is that I've achieved cricket status at the local shop. I did it, you guys. I walked in there. I conveyed the authority of someone who knew how to handle themselves. And now I have cricket privileges. So I can go in there and I can do what I need to do. Although I don't think that extends to the register. So I haven't fully, I haven't fully self-serve, you know, figured that out at the store yet. But I'm like 80% there, which is kind of some big dick energy if I'm being honest. Hello, bird flock. It's time for a fabulous flock fact. Sushi has a bit of a tuna problem. Namely, that there are imposter fish being labeled as tuna. One such culprit is the escolar. A fish from the snake mackerel family provides a dark secret in its flesh. The escolar holds a waxy deposit from its diet in its protein similar to castor oil, when consumed, causes unpleasant side effects. So be wary of underpriced tuna. You can get more flock facts and see me lewd and nude on OnlyFans.com forward slash Riley Bird. Again, find more nature facts and see your favorite horny slut at OnlyFans.com forward slash R-I-L-E-Y-B-Y-R-D. Now back to the show. So we're going to go through a couple of different types of strippers to really like hammer this home. So the first we're going to go through, obviously my favorite, is the hawk stripper. Now, this is a little bit too aggressive for a casual club setting. She would be described in a city club as a yes-no. The girls that just come up to you and without even really gauging the vibe of the group, they just say, do you want to dance? Yes, no. And if you say no, they, I I have seen girls not even let the man finish the syllable before a puff of smoke appears where she was standing. And while playing that numbers game is excellent, it is wildly aggressive. This girl could also start fights, although that's not necessarily required, but just like conveys energy that she would start a fight. This girl basically just lives in the wish-a-bitch woods. Uh, She's loud, aggressive, and has probably danced for over three years. Like, nobody just wanders into the club with this energy, although these Gen Z girls are fucking playing around. They have this like generational confidence that is just wild maybe it comes with the self-loathing but i'm not sure and look there's nothing wrong with this type of dancer some guys like to be dominated and if this isn't your thing just keep it pushing the issue that arises from this hawk dancer is when you vocalize that you're not interested and that goes double for dancers So if this is an instance where the hawk gets too damn aggressive, it's management's job to step in. So if you feel the need to critique a hawk, direct that feedback at the staff. Because trust me, your night is going to go way smoother. The polar opposite of the hawk stripper is going to be the dove stripper. And this is the quintessential, like, new girl archetype. She's shy, Nervous, agreeable to a fault. 
Other girls want to help her because she gives out very damsel and distress vibes. And this can range from like a runaway lookalike to a shy wallflower. Um, occasionally you will get the goth type uh, of this stripper, but very, mm, I would say that's kind of a niche. There's a softness to this dancer. The dove is rarely at odds with any other dancer, which is great, but rarely inspires collaboration. You know what they say, well-behaved women rarely make history. This dancer is most likely to be taken advantage of by predatory clients and have their feelings hurt by insults. Doves rarely step on toes and are likely to share attention or shy away from confrontation. The hawk-dove stripper hybrid. This is likely the stripper that everyone imagines when they think of dancers. She's assertive, but in a way that isn't threatening, and is coy in a way that is sexy. She knows how to ask the right combination of questions to get to a VIP or champagne room without making you feel like you're being scammed. You actually want to give her money because you enjoy being around her. The point of all of this is that being adaptable to the situation is the best solution. Being an assertive hawk amongst shy doves ensures you get more favorable clients and a higher hourly breakdown. But if you choose to only be hawkish, you get a reputation as being a hard hustler that scares off more demure clients. Being a team player dove is great for morale, but not great when it comes to feeding yourself. So remember to value your time and keep that in mind. Bonus points. Which dancer do you think I fall into? Answer in a percentage of hawk dove in your review for the podcast. Now, I know what you're probably thinking. Oh, Riley, like if there's so many problems with being one or the other, why isn't there some kind of class? It seems so easy. Well, it's been brought up a number of times over the years that I've been dancing that perhaps there should be some kind of class to teach new dancers how to conduct themselves. And I understand the both the frustration of both the veteran dancers, as I am now one, and the struggle of being a new dancer and trying to make the most money with the least amount of mistakes. And what I found in the almost six years, I know it's getting crazy, is that the ones that need it won't listen, and the ones that care figure it out. And as troubling as this may be, it's nice to remind oneself, if you're a dancer, that you're an independent contractor and other girls do not define how you work. If their behavior bothers you enough, it's time to switch clubs. And I've worked the gambit of clubs from high end to local dive, and it's really what you make of it. Granted, my nights are more enjoyable in larger clubs as the dancers rarely know you well enough to squabble. And you're almost always busy talking to a client or wandering around the club. And you definitely do not want to be the girl that brings up how another club works more efficiently because that makes bitches so fucking mad. I'm going to keep doing it, but it does make them mad. Because I think a thing that a lot of girls forget is when you try and make improvements, it it's in the name, bitch. It's an improvement. 
And for clients, just go to have a good time. If you want to have a fantastic time, then buy a plane ticket to Vegas, although you'll pay a mint for that time. Remember that this is a luxury service, and if you aren't being provided a luxury experience, perhaps adjust your expectations for the area. You might just be in the wrong area for you. I've really been enjoying live camming, and you get way more interaction, although there's no physical touch, and you can carry on with your day unimpeded by travel or cover charges or, God forbid, tipping a bouncer that hasn't spoken to you all night. There are more checks and balances as far as your experience, and moderators check that performers are actually providing what they advertise. I still love the strip club, and I think that's part of being a true dyed-in-the-wool extrovert, and I have been told that I'm probably one of the, one of the few born strippers that uh, one of my best friends, who is a cam girl, has ever met. So I think I'm going to continue to travel to Las Vegas and I am in the works of scheduling. I know I've had a couple of you guys message me about doing local performances in Idaho and I'm working on it. Um, I'm not working on it super hard because the weather absolutely fucking sucks and you guys do not understand how much of a danger it is to have me on the road. I'm... I am the reason people have insurance, but I am looking in to having a few nights where I, you know, have a scheduled day that you guys can mark on your calendars and you can see me and you can tell me how you like the podcast. So be sure to check links.birdflock.com for all of your notifications. And if you want to know when I'm going to be live dancing, Go ahead and check the stripper. I think I named it stripper links. Why do I? Yeah, go ahead and check stripper links and go ahead and give that account a follow and you will be notified anytime I'm doing a live performance. Dearest bird flock, I once again wanted to thank you for your support. I know that you had a choice of cult, and I'm happy that you chose mine. Don't forget to follow links.birdflock.com for all your notifications. That is L-I-N-K-S dot B-Y-R-D F-L-O-C-K dot com. And leave a review wherever you listen. <laughs>